Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. Awaken to the divine within. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living in today's world. Here is your host, Dr. Laurel Trujillo. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, where we talk about yoga in all its depth and breadth as a path to a spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, host and producer of the show. Once again, I'm delighted to be joined by the founder and spiritual director of the Yoga Hour, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Yogacharya O'Brien is the founder and spiritual director also of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition with world headquarters in San Jose, California, which is also the sponsor of this program. CSE is currently celebrating over 40 years of service to seekers of spiritual enlightenment with a year-long celebration of divine pilgrimage or yoga yatra with many special retreats and programs. You can find out more about all of this at CSE Center. Yogacharya O'Brien is an acclaimed teacher, poet, award-winning author. You can find out more about her books, teachings, and her in-person and online programs at her website, ellengraceobrien.com, and O'Brien is B-R-I-A-N, ellengraceobrien.com. You can also follow Yogacharya O'Brien on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, by searching for Ellen Grace O'Brien. Once again, Yogacharya O'Brien, welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm delighted you could join me today. Thank you, Dr. Trujillo. I'm, I'm happy to be here and offer my gratitude to you, to the team, and uh, to all of our subscribers um, for you know, this interest in yoga as a way of spiritually conscious living. So thank you for all that you do. And thank you for everyone tuning in. Mm -hmm. Before we dive in to our dialogue about yoga, consciousness and climate change, let's begin with a moment of contemplation. The way we like to start uh, and, and hopefully go on, begin with a moment of present moment awareness, a yoga moment. Oh. So let's begin by bringing our attention to our bodies, our bodies in space, whatever we're doing, whether we're sitting, standing, walking, just feeling our bodies and in particular, bringing our attention to the surfaces that support our weight. Feeling our feet, 
perhaps our feet are on the ground, feeling if we're sitting in a chair, feeling the part of our weight that's supported by the chair. And then turning our attention to the breath and just noticing as we take a fully conscious breath on the next inhale and exhale. On the next inhale, feeling the cool air in the nostrils. And on the exhale, noticing how the air has been warmed as it passes through our lungs. And just being here, just being present. Staying with our breath, following our breath. Here's something to contemplate. This is from Yogacharya's ebook, Earth written for her satsang series on the five elements, original intimacy, soul pilgrimage to five auspicious healing shrines. The experiential insight born of element contemplation strengthens our capacity to honor nature in a sacred way. The experiential insight born of element contemplation strengthens our capacity to honor nature in a sacred way. We see the way things are. We realize the virtue of reciprocity and grow beyond our greed. We wake up spiritually and connect heaven and earth. Once again, Yogacharya O'Brien, it's really lovely to have you as a guest join me today on the Yoga Hour. Before we begin our conversation about yoga, consciousness, and climate change, I wanted to let our listeners know about the change that's coming uh, to the Yoga Hour podcast. Some listeners may be aware that Unity Online Radio, which has been home to the Yoga Hour for the past 11 years, is ceasing production. The Yoga Hour team will definitely be continuing to produce podcasts and distribute them on all major podcasting platforms. We are currently working in the background to make the required changes so that all will be seamless for our listeners. If you are a podcast subscriber, that subscription will continue on the same podcast channels and the programs will still be available on the yogahour.com website. We don't anticipate any interruption in programming. We see this change as a positive change that will allow us to open up new possibilities in the future. And I wanted to give you a chance, Yogacharya, if you wanted to make a comment on that. Absolutely. Um, I first want to really thank Unity Online Radio. You know, in the beginning, um, they had the inspiration <laughs> to bring on a program about yoga and um, it was really a, an expansive mindset that they had, you know, as a as a new thought um, ministry to add this this component of yoga and to support us in really being the yoga hour that you know our programs are all about yoga and. Uh, and we have thrived on the Unity Online Radio Network. 
and made many friends along the way. So I want to thank Diane, you know, for her role of shepherding and also our sound engineers, you know, Jeff and Louie, who are just um, a wonderful professionals and also have um, supported the program along the way. And I want to say that, you know, as all changes that come along, you know, we, we have an opportunity to look at what it makes possible. So while we, you know, say goodbye and our gratitude to Unity for holding us in that network, um, now we have a kind of a new freedom to look at how we serve our subscribers and new listeners uh, on uh, with the Yoga Hour. And uh, so I'm grateful, of course, to you, Dr. Trujillo, and to our Yoga Hour team for just gathering up um, what's needed now to carry us into the future and into our next incarnation. So really my gratitude to everybody. Mm. Let's go back to our topic for today, yoga, consciousness, and climate change. And we are pulling inspiration for our conversation from two blog posts that you have written on your website, ellengraceobryan.com. They were titled or are titled Yoga, Consciousness and Climate Change, as well as Five Elements as Five Auspicious Healing Shrines. In them, you share that Vedic wisdom declares, quote, take care of nature and nature will take care of you. Unquote. And the question that you posed is, how do we take care of nature in a time of climate emergency? This is an important question at this time in our history. You share a quote from your guru, the American yogi, Roy Eugene Davis. He said, the one life expresses as all variations of life throughout the universe, from Godhead to the physical worlds. One being is the beingness, the inner reality of all life units and life forms. One power expresses as all variations of force and energy in creation. One substance manifests as all aspects of nature and as all forms in nature. To me, Yogacharya, this quote really captures the essence of yoga, the essence of, of oneness. And would you expand on that? What, what, uh, why did you want to include that quote in, uh, in your writing? Yes, um, thank you for bringing that quote forth. But um, I'd like to begin by going back to the question that you posed um, from my blog, um, how do we take care of nature in a time of climate emergency? Um, because at this time, you know, April 2022, um, it feels like, and it is true that, you know, for several years now, we have been moving from one uh, emergency to another, um, natural disasters, pandemic, and now there is a horrific war in Ukraine um, with Russia. And so, um, trying to regain our balance <laughs> um, feels kind of perilous. And um, in the background of this is this looming uh, sense of climate emergency. And I think, you know, you'd have to really have your head deep in the sand to not be aware of uh, global warming and climate change. Um, but the agenda 
for that and the reports, you know, coming out of the United Nations and the IPCC, which is a re recent report, um, keep getting dropped into the background because we're dealing with the most prevalent emergent crisis. Mm -hmm. And so that was the question I was asking when I began this exploration, which, you know, how do we find the resources <laughs> to meet you know, climate change, climate emergency. And what I came up with was that the very powers that we need for ourselves, you know, resilience and clarity, balance, uh, inspiration can actually be found in our relationship with nature. Mm -hmm. So it's not turning away from nature at this time, but really turning towards it and and contemplating, you know, that deep connection that we have with nature, I think actually begins to um, help us heal and then to give us the strength and the insight, the inspiration and the resources we need um, to discern, you know, how do we live, um, how do we heal and how do we make positive change. And so um, I'll give you a moment to respond to that if you want, and then we can move on to this quote about um, oneness, the one substance. Yes, and to me, it they're so related because um, just you know previewing the you know the quote is about oneness and how everything is one, and that um, is a source of deep inspiration that we can draw from our experience of nature. So did you want to go ahead and move along to to the quote, which is really about you know, one about one life, one life, one being, one power, one substance. Uh, this quote from Roy Eugene Davis. Yes. Um, and um, with yoga, you know, we come to yoga as a spiritual path. We come to experience our essence of being, you know, our spiritual nature. And one of the things I've been doing with this work is um, intentionally, consciously extending that awareness of spiritual nature <laughs> to be both and, you know, both consciousness and matter. Because so both spirit and nature, you know, Paramahansaji had a beautiful chant, you know, um, Radha, 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 Govinda Jai, and, you know, a spirit and nature dancing, dancing. together. Yeah. And so that's what this quote, you know, brings to mind that this one reality um, also expresses in nature as all that is. But our, our spiritual path, you know, I think tends to um, separate out, you know, spirit and nature, you know, we are spiritual beings. And, you know, at the worst of it is like nature is an illusion. It's not real. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, in some traditions, it's evil, you know, and we need to get beyond it, you know, to the heavenly realms. But in our tradition of Kriya Yoga, as um, Mahavatar Babaji noted, that you know what we call the kingdom of heaven or the highest awareness um, extends fully to the earth plane and of course it's where we are and so understanding that we can actually access 
um, the truth of our being and learn to live in the world with a quality of intimacy um, that is deeply spiritual uh, is so helpful to us um, to get away from a spirituality, which is, you know, let us escape the world because it's a veil of sorrows and let us, you know, come to live in the world in, in joy because that's the perspective that has to be changed. You know, that mm. the world is here, you know, to for us to get over it, to control it, you know, all those mindsets that have, you know, somehow attached to the spiritual um worlds, you know, like barnacles, right? <laughs> we need to, we need to change our mind about how we hold um, the spirituality. In fact, you've talked about that changing the climate of the mind. Mm-hmm. And I was struck by that. I was struck by that, that way of putting it, mm-hmm. changing the climate of our minds is an important step in paying attention to climate change. Did you want to expand on that? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, the skills of yoga give us the capacity to understand the mind. You know, what is the mind? Well, mind is uh, a component of nature, according to yoga philosophy. So it is the way that we interact with the world. And changing the climate of the mind really has to do with the purification of, you know, what is called the hamkara or the ego self, the false self that claims uh, ownership and doership. um, And, you know, it gives rise to um, the very mindsets that we need to change in order to have healing Um, with nature, because the idea that we are owners and doers and controllers, um, you know, has, uh, you know, superseded the indigenous uh, understanding that, no, we're we're actually um, in relation with nature, you know, we, we are not controllers of it. And and we need to learn how to cooperate with it. And yoga has the same teaching. Um, and that's, you know, my teacher was, you know, so often offered this um, in a very beautiful way. You know, he would say there's an enlivening power that is supporting, you know, life in the universe. And we can learn how to cooperate with it, not control it, but learn how to cooperate with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In ancient times, many Native cultures around the world, including here in the Americas, Native Americans, revered nature, understood nature, worked with nature, and thrived along with nature. You, uh, when In the quote that I first offered, you talk about a reciprocal relationship with nature. Would you say more about that, a reciprocal relationship with nature, and is that do you think the the approach that the Native Americans had of just this kind of perhaps reverence, um, perhaps reverence, um, you know, with nature of this um, um, different relationship than than what we have with uh, yeah. with? And I would say the indigenous peoples of you know in many lands still have that awareness, and um, thankfully in this time it is. Uh, 
starting to be seen and honored. You know, it's a, it's it's late in the game, but it's not too late. And so I would say, you know, what I see about the indigenous view is that nature is seen um, as the living reality and we are part of that living reality. So the, the different mindset is that, that nature is not a thing um, to be manipulated and used, you know, that, that, that idea, as I said, is, is based on a mindset um, that ego believes it is the owner um, and posits uh, action in accordance with that viewpoint. So the purification of the mind and insight into um, spirit and nature as really a flow of one thing, one reality, which is divine, can bring us into um, this sense of reciprocity. And what I mean by that is that we see um, the holiness of nature, of life, ourselves as in it, part of it, and um, inseparable from it. I mean, it is hard to even imagine how we have grown even a global mindset that somehow human beings are separate, you know, from nature, and we can just use nature. Um, and it has led to all kinds of trouble. So, you know, again, I'll return to the original question that I had been contemplating that led me to this, um, how do we find our way back? And, you know, with the yoga philosophy, there's the sister science of Samkhya, that, that shows us basically how the one becomes many, um, you know, how it is that nature unfolds from the subtle to the gross to, you know, manifest realms and how our senses and our experience are tied to the elements that come from the subtle um, and then are perceived, you know, through our various sensory capacities. So what we experience in nature you know, can be for us a portal um, back to recognizing that connection um, to the to the divine that is the source of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we are going to dive more fully into the five elements in the second uh, part of the um, conversation. Before we go there, I wanted to touch on the four main branches of yoga which you write about as offering some simple steps to restore this reciprocal relationship with, with nature. Um, would you describe those four branches of nature? We've got about maybe three or four minutes before the break. And how do they offer a foundation for us to address how we can take some simple steps to uh, help take care of nature? Yeah, this is a great topic. And so maybe we'll just kind of open to it and then come back to it after the break. Um, you know, the the main branches, <clears throat> the main branches of yoga are are there as um, ways to approach spiritual awakening. And, you know, they're really an expression of temperament types, um, you know, and so it makes 
um, exploration possible in accordance with how you tend to approach life. But these four um, branches or four approaches to self and God realization are um, intertwined and interdependent. You know, so there is the path of wisdom or jnana yoga for those who are intellectually inclined and use their discernment. Um, to approach understanding reality or delving into it. There is um, bhakti yoga for those who are heart-centered and emotionally um, centered to look at, you know, how do we love God and how do we approach um, spirituality in that way? And um, the uh, Raja yogis who like a systematic approach to you know, a step-by-step way of um, coming to know the truth of our being and then learning how to live that. Um, so the steps of Raja Yoga provide that. And then there's Karma Yoga, which is um, learning how to release the grip of the ego self, you know, through selfless service. Um, <clears throat> but as I said, you know, these perspectives. Um, you you can kind of start with one approach, but the others are uh, are also intertwined in there. And I think they all end up in um, karma yoga or selfless service, because once you wake up to the truth about what this life is, the only thing left for us to do is to serve it, you know, mm-hmm. to have a right place in it by serving it. So I would, uh, you know, I'd like to talk more about how each of these perspectives you know, bring us something um, that we can um, use to facilitate our right relationship <clears throat> with with um, nature and uh, help us um, discover how, you know, we can have that reciprocal relationship. That's perfect. We've come to the break. You're listening to the Yoga Hour with author, poet, and spiritual teacher, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. And we're discussing yoga, consciousness, and climate change. Yogacharya offers many online classes and programs and has authored several books, which you can learn more about at her website, Ellen Grace O'Brien, O-B-R-I-A-N.com. EllenGraceO'Brien.com, and from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment website, csecenter.org. These links will also be on our website, theyogahour.com. We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us via our website at theyogahour.com. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, producer and host of the show. When we come back from the break, we'll explore more about both the four types of yoga that Yogacharya was just talking about and we will also dive again into the five elements of nature we'll be right back Welcome here. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour, insights and practices for spiritually conscious living. 
Welcome back from the break. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, and I'm here with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. <clears throat> and right before the break, we were talking about the four paths of yoga and the idea of a reciprocal relationship with yoga that can be guided perhaps by consideration of these four paths of yoga that can show us some some steps that we can take. Did you want to pick it up there? Yeah, sure. I think um, for those of us who, you know, consider ourselves yogis who practice, um, you know, yoga, yoga sadhana to have different practices in yoga, we can um, actually lift them up and and just connect them to our sense of, um, you know, how we find resilience and uh, connection and clarity and faith about our ability to not only restore our own sanity and sense of balance, but contribute to uh, healing the earth at this time. So each of those paths of yoga, I think, offers us um, a way, a way into that. So if we look, for example, at, you know, jnana yoga, wisdom yoga, you know, that's a path of uh, discernment, you know, study and contemplation. And, you know, this is where we can explore, you know, the Samkhya system and how it shows us, you know, what our relationship is, um, to nature and it, you know, and it lifts up this, um, it clarifies, you know, what we saw in this quote from my teacher that you brought out uh, early on in the program about, you know, there's one reality um, and one substance that's manifesting as all aspects of nature and all forms in nature. And so, you know, if we study, well, how does that happen? You know, that was one of the questions I had in Gyanu Yoga. Well, how does, you know, if it's all one, why does it look to us like it's all separate? And, you know, how do we break that down, that sense of, you know, boundary between everything? Well, you know, when we practice Gyanu Yoga and we start to look deeply, we see, oh, you know what? There really is not a boundary. You know, those are, those are artificial, you know, this sense of, you know, we can learn about the koshas, you know, the various sheaths that, that in a sense cover uh, the essential self as pure spirit that makes it possible for us to function in the world. So, you know, when we see this uh, through wisdom yoga, it basically breaks down that idea of separate self. And, you know, I will say that all the paths in yoga, that's their function. You know, that's ultimately their function is to clarify um, that error of ego, which posits a sense of separate self, because that's connected to, you know, avidya, uh, that idea of um, believing that we are that separate self. And um, that's what we fundamentally need in order to change the climate of the mind and the way that we live uh, in in the world. So jnana yoga, wisdom yoga helps us through discernment, break down that uh, idea of uh, separate self. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you want me to go on or do you want to say? Yes, that no, I, I, just, I love it. Yes. So, just, yeah, um, the, you know, the next yoga that you talked about was bhakti yoga, yeah, the yeah. path of devotion. And yeah. so how, how does this show us 
Well, I think this steps. one really brings us balance. You know, when we, you know, as a, as a yogi, you know, one of the things we learn is that yoga is ultimately balance. And, you know, there's this dynamic movement in all of life and all of nature. And then there's the stillness of the Supreme Self. And so we, we learn, you know, how to have balance, be, you know, with our energetic body, you know, with our viewpoint, with our breath, um, so that we can access the wisdom of the highest self. So what I want to say about that is that, you know, there's a caution about these paths of yoga that, you know, one without the other um, is not as balanced or not as rich. And so, for example, if we if we just go down the path of discernment, you know, one of the pitfalls can be that we can say, oh, everything in nature is subject to change. And so it's not as valuable as the changeless, you know, that I only want to live in the changeless. Well, that's just a fallacy because we we you know, we are both, you know, we are both spirit and nature. And so the bhakti way has us learning how to say all of this is God you know, so we learn, you know, through the heart center to um, revere and through the paths of worship and appreciation um, to love God, to behold the one in all that is. So it's a balance um, to to that uh, path of discernment. Yes. And then Raja Yoga, which you described as the step-by-step approach. Yeah. Well, you know, Raja Yoga is a royal way of meditation and the way in which we experience higher states of consciousness. So in a way, Raja Yoga is, is how we experience the reality of both Gyan Yoga and Bhakti Yoga um, because we we experience directly our essence of being, which is um, transcendental, but we also experience then with that awareness how to live in the world because Raja Yoga, um, the Raja Yoga system, it, you know, teaches us how to experience samadhi, oneness consciousness uh, with what is observed. And, you know, that merging can be the higher merging of, you know, our, with our, unchanging essential self, or it can also be merging with an object of perception, um, inner light, inner sound and energy and so forth. So it really is the experiential component, I think, of, you know, those aspects of spirit and nature. And then we have the whole philosophy of yamas and niyamas in the raja yoga system Mm -hmm. that teaches us how to live in harmony in the world particularly the yamas you know harmlessness and truthfulness if we just take those and apply them you know to how we live in the world we would have a whole climate system you know which gandhiji did you know with his work with ahimsa or harmlessness and he you know by just his simple but profound observation that there is enough for everyone's need, but not enough for everyone's greed. 
And and again, you know, greed comes from the sense of separate self. Um, and because of the idea that the self is separate, it can never be satisfied. It's always looking for more in order to become full, in order to become whole. But it's very... Um, identity is based on the false idea of separation. So mm -hmm. the Raj Yoga system, you know, gives us um, those insights into how to live harmoniously with the truth of our being and how to become um, generous um, in a sense um, from our own fullness, from our own wholeness and, and not just um, consumers. Mm -hmm. Consumer is a is an interesting word to contemplate. And I think that's part of the trouble that, you know, we find ourselves in is that we we have all become consumers and we're consuming uh, resources, consuming the earth without realizing that we ourselves are being consumed. Mm -hmm. Really um, wonderful clarity that you're bringing for me about this so oh, let's go on to the fourth which is the karma yoga yeah karma yoga um there's a lot to say about karma yoga but i had mentioned that i think you know all the paths you know it's like for me jnana yoga bhakti yoga um and raj yoga are all like paths up the summit of realization. You know, they're different ways, um, but when you reach the summit, there's this 360 view in which you see the truth about yourself, the truth about life. And then as I mentioned, when you do, the only way to live with that awareness is to serve. Mm. And that's the essence, of course, of karma yoga or bhakti yoga. But karma, you know, of course means action, and um, the, another thing I want to say about is that karma yoga is about duty um, or dharma. So it's about um, doing what we do because it's our duty to do it and uh, removing the idea of selfishness that we're going to get something from it. Mm. And uh, so um you know that's when you talk about changing the climate of the mind think about how amazing um that is you know if we if we if we look at wow you know how can i do what i'm doing and let go of the idea um or the desire you know that i'm going to get something out of it you know i'm going to get some kind of product i'm going to get uh some kind of accolade, I'm going to get credit, you know, that's all the ego. And again, we can see how this path is about uh, reducing that, that ego sense. Hmm. Earlier in the first segment, you were talking about the five elements, and I want to transition back to that topic now. We are speaking in April of 2022, and I mentioned at the beginning of the program that you're currently offering a series of Sunday satsang talks on the five elements of nature called Original Intimacy, Soul Pilgrimage to Five Auspicious Healing Shrines. There are also blog posts about this on your author website, ellengraceobrien.com, and there's a resource page about this on the CSE website. There's ebooks and practices on each of the five elements. 
there's a lot that you put out there, yeah, which is, and which I is just, really great. Yeah, thank you. And I just want to mention that the eBooks on the five elements as we go through this series, um, and they have YouTube videos that go along with them, but they're free. It's a free resource, these eBooks. And so um, if you're listening to Yoga Hour and you haven't uh, signed up to get the free eBooks, uh, all you have to do is it's a button right there on the homepage at csccenter.org. And you just click on uh, original intimacy satsang series and um, there's a little picture of a tree and you click on it and then it will take you to the resource page and you just, you know, enter your email and then it'll take you to the resource page where you can, you can download uh, the free eBooks. I love the quote from the Bhagavad Gita that you use as the introduction for this series on the five elements. So that quote is, I am the wetness of water, the radiance of the moon and the sun, the sound in the air, and the sweet fragrance of earth. I am the brilliance in fire and the life in all beings. So beautiful. I am the wetness of water, the radiance of the moon and the sun, the sound in the air, and the sweet fragrance of earth. I am the brilliance in fire and the life in all beings. Yeah, it is such a beautiful, beautiful quote. And there's a lot, in a sense, contained in it as you begin to study this in yoga philosophy. Of course, these are the words um, of Lord Krishna um, saying, you know, really, you know, not only am I that ultimate supreme consciousness, but I am um, in nature fully, and I am the subtle essences of nature. You know, when we look at what he's saying here, the, the wetness, the radiance, the sound, the fragrance, those have to do with emanations that come from the subtle essence um, that then inform um, our, our sensory experience, our, our organs of perception, and our organs of action, which you learn about in the Samkhya system. So, you know, it, it, each one, each one of the elements is connected to our uh, organs of perception our, and our sense organs. So, you know, water as an element is connected to our ability to taste. Earth as an element is connected to our ability to smell. Fire as an element is connected to our ability to see or light. So, you know, what we've been doing, you know, during this series is contemplating these elements and the connection in the body-mind, you know, to help us come home through this exploration of elements. And I want to, you know, offer a bow, a pranam to Christopher Key Chapel, who you had, you know, on the program in his new book on living landscapes, uh, meditations on the five elements, because he talks about, you know, his sadhana with his guru, you know, and how they did this uh, five element contemplation. And um, so, you know, he gave me a lot of inspiration, you know, for this series to have us actively engage, you know, for a month at a time uh, in contemplating um, how the element is connected to subtle um, uh, essences and then to our sensory perception as well as, you know, certain motor abilities that we have or uh, uh, action abilities. Mm -hmm. 
in this conversation, we're focusing on climate change, yoga consciousness and climate change. So why is it important to understand these five elements when we're looking at our climate emergency through the eyes of yoga? Well, for me, it, it's they are the portals, you know, for connecting our sense of spirituality to the earth. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, yoga is uh, um, we can see in yoga, and like just let me just use the example of superconscious meditation. You know, so we learn how to bring our attention and awareness back from the objects of the senses you know, um, to the senses, to the mind, and then beyond the mind, you know, to experience uh, the highest samadhi. So that's a, that's a, a, a way of um, involution. But yoga also has this practice of, you know, evolution, connecting to um, nature, you know, it's like coming back, you know, taking that journey back, you know, into nature, like the breath, you know, we breathe in, we breathe out. And so um, it's a way that we can then see um, that connection. You know, we don't just breathe in, you know, we're, yoga is not just up and out, it's down and in and through, you know, being in the world and not, you know, there's the saying, you know, being in the world, but not of it. Um, but I think that this time in our history, you know, we are so ripe for being in the world as it. <laughs> not, you know, um, not beyond it, you know, and not, you know, as we say, not of it, but being the, in the world as it. And having this clear connection of how our consciousness um informs our experience of the world and changes the world and so um that's really important you know and you know we think of some of the uh, you know things that they're discovering in physics you know how the observer actually changes what is observed and you know that's a basic uh, yoga understanding that you know through through our very presence and the way that we see the world, we impact the world and we change it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I appreciate about the five elements is that we can see them in nature. And you give a, an uh, example in your blog of the tr five elements in a tree mm. and seeing that you know, the, the earth part of the tree as being the structure of the tree. And then the water part being the sap that rises the the space part being the you know the arrangement of the branches you know in in the open spaces between them it's really beautiful and to me the five elements are another way then to connect with nature because we see those same things in ourselves the earth part of our bodies you know our bones and our muscles you know is the earth the water part of our bodies obviously the you know the uh um, blood that flows, you know, through our veins as as just one example, the space mm -hmm. in our lungs, that there's space that we can breathe in, you know, mm -hmm. the, that we can breathe in the air. Um, so on that, uh, in that, along that line, it seems totally consistent with what we're talking about in terms of changing the climate of our mind and viewing everything as one. Um, did you want to comment on that? 
Well, you know, as you were speaking, Dr. Trujillo, I was thinking too about you being, you know, not only Western physician, but an Ayurvedic practitioner and, you know, how that sister science of yoga um, teaches us really, you know, how to understand our constitutional type, which is element-based. Yes. And, um, you know, how to look at the elements in food, even, you know, how we nurture ourselves, you know, through our diet, through our recreation, through our relationships, you know, it's all there. And so this is, I think, really what I'm inspired about offering and about living to the best of my ability is this awareness of the generous and sacred nature of life itself and that yoga is not about you know just about getting ourselves healthy and fit or even uh you know learning to meditate and de-stress it's really about learning um to live as the luminous beings that we are in this profound connection of nature and spirit. And one other thing I would say is that, um, you know, the way that religion and even more awake spiritualities have gone in our world is to um, connect the masculine with God and the feminine with nature and to denigrate the feminine. And so coming into this profound awareness of nature as um, integral to the life of spirit helps us, um, in a sense, redeem our awareness of, you know, what Yogananda called divine mother. And uh, we need, uh, we need that. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need that. with the last minute or two in closing what words of encouragement or inspiration would you like to share with our listeners well again my thanks to you dr trujillo and to the team and to unity online um and i i would say the words of encouragement you know that have come to me in terms of this work is that even though things can feel very overwhelming and like, what can I possibly do? How can I do it? You know, I'm challenged just day to day, whether it's to make ends meet or to know what to do to respond to a global crisis. I want to say that the spiritual path of yoga helps us not only know, but experience that we, we have what we need. We do have what we need. We have the resources that we need and the inspiration that we need to meet this time and to live um, an inspired life of freedom and joy. Even in the most perilous times, we have what we need and um, the path is lit for us. It's beautiful. You've been listening to The Yoga Hour. It's been my pleasure to share this time with you. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, producer and host of the show, and I've been discussing yoga, consciousness, and climate change with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Again, there's a link to the original Intimacy resource page 
with Yogacharya's talks, ebooks, and other resources on the five elements, just go to csecenter.org and click on the original Intimacy Satsang series button right on the homepage. You can find out more about Yogacharya, her writings, and her programs at her website, ellengraceobrien.com and at csecenter.org. This program will be posted on our website, theyogahour.com, and all of Yogacharya's links will be there as well. Thank you so much, Yogacharya, for joining me again on the Yoga Hour. Thank you, Dr. Trujillo, and thank you for um, lifting up the Yoga Hour and seeing to its uh, existence and prospering in the next steps ahead of us. Mm. For listeners, we hope you'll join us for the many online programs offered by the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, which include daily online meditation from 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning, also in the afternoon from 4 to 4.30, and on Monday evenings at 7.30 p.m. We also offer Sunday satsang at 10 a.m. each week. All these times are Pacific times. This Sunday, April 10th, 2022, Yogacharya will be offering the third in her series on the elements, which will be fire and how we can live with the soul fire of clarity and determination. These talks are also available on her website and her YouTube channel. Join us next time on the Yoga Hour when I will be speaking with Acharya Shunya, a classically trained master of yoga and Ayurveda. We will be talking about strategies to create a healthy lifestyle, ensure our immunity is at its best, and to keep our stress levels low. The Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to the Yoga Hour team, founder and director, and our guest today, Yogacharya O'Brien, assistant producers Anne Hayes and Mickey Coronado, and as always, Jeff Comfort and Louis Pagan in the sound booth at Unity Online Radio. I look forward to being with you again. Until then, remember... You carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and joy with all you meet. Bye now. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA Unity ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash IMDivine2022. 